We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for August 26, 2019. And today, just a ton of breaking current events. So I'm going to go ahead and just get right into this. There's a lot to unpackage and un uncover here. Uh, the first report, I'll just read you the whole list of things. Is Israel attacks Lebanon. Hezbollah or Lebanon announces intent to attack Israel as retaliation. Israel attacks again. Um, Hezbollah attack target list inside Israel. Drone war takes flight. Israel battles Iran. Action over Beirut. Top Iranian general warns Israel that strikes will bring an end to the Zionist regime. So there's a ton of stuff going on right now in the Middle East. And like we've been talking about quite a bit as of late, the whole war with Iran and in the Middle East, which is essentially World War III, that has been planned for really over 100 years, if, if you go back to some of the more uh, earlier uh, Luciferian prophecies about World War III. This is all fulfillment of that. And it's also biblical from the standpoint that it's very and highly likely that World War III has to happen in order for the Antichrist and the false prophet to come into power. Out of the ashes of World War III, most likely we're going to see the Antichrist, the false prophet, come and the man of peace, and he's going to be the one that, you know, brings us the seven-year peace deal. And he's going to confirm the covenant with many, like the Bible talks about in Daniel, for a week, meaning seven years. Uh, but a lot of stuff has to happen to get to that point. A lot of carnage, most likely, has to happen. And um, we had talked a lot about time frames before. And I, I'm not a date setter. I'm, I'm talking the time frames I had seen regarding World War III. Um, where they were saying a lot of the, the indicators were that it would be in October. Now, whether it, get, it gets kicked off before then during that time or after that, I don't know. Uh, but it's looking more likely by the day. And obviously, if this escalates, we could be into World War III sooner than October. Uh, the elected government of Lebanon, Hezbollah, has announced its intent to attack Israel in retaliation for Israeli airstrikes on Hezbollah members inside Syria. Now, this is inside Syria. Okay. But more has happened since this this and i'm going to give you the more breaking news in a second here an ominous warning came from nasrollah who said we will respond to an israeli airstrike in syria that killed two of our men from lebanon the response will not be on the farms either meaning i guess the farming community i tell the israeli army to wait for us on the borders and beyond the borders this time it is different Netanyahu told the settlers in the north to stay calm as nothing is dangerous. Okay, whatever. I tell the settlers of the north center and the south to... Um, oh, okay. This is what uh, Lebanon essentially said. That they were saying... Netanyahu was saying, you know, stay calm, nothing is dangerous. But what Lebanon is telling them is I tell the settlers in the north center and the south to worry, waiting our response. Now, on a map, Lebanon is due north of Israel, okay? So, uh, this is, I'm just trying to kind of orient you a little bit there from a geographical 
standpoint there. Uh, going further, a top Iranian general blamed by Israel for masterminding a preempted bid to launch drone attacks from Syria warned Israel on Sunday that its strikes against Iran would not be tolerated much longer. So they've got Lebanon telling them this. Uh, they're, they're striking within Syria, and Iran is all over this as well. So they've got multiple countries telling them, you know, you're right on the brink of war with us. We are going to go to war with you if you do anything further, essentially. Now, again, whether that ends up happening right now or later, I can't say for sure. But this is what they're... This is what these other countries are saying. This is what Israel is saying. And then it, Iran, that this Iranian general says, these insane operations will surely be the last steps of the Zionist regime. That was tweeted by Qassam Soleimani, commander of the Quds Force of the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps. Now this just broke just now on Hal Turner. Lebanon's, uh, well, essentially what the the headline was is israel attacks lebanon so we lebanon was already very angry at israel for killing at least two of their guys inside of syria well now israel's actually attacked lebanon directly with a drone strike and this is straight off israeli news uh network it's not on cnn it's not on drudge i had to go straight to the um israeli uh what give you the name i give you a link here the times of israel.com lebanon's ayun i guess their president says israeli drone strikes are like a declaration of war after israeli drones said to blow up near hezbollah control areas in beirut beirut uh, beirut lebanon the lebanese president says his country has the right to defend its sovereignty for the first time since 2006, the state of Israel has conducted a military attack against neighboring Lebanon. The IAF struck general command of the Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine at Lebanon's Rayak Air, Air Base. Now, again, you're, you're typically going to get one of two sides. You're going to get the side that says Israel is, you know, the great Satan and they're the poor little innocent Muslims. They never did anything. Ever, and they're all innocent as kittens and they're and then you're going to get the side where it's the exact opposite where it's all muslim great i think it's a combination of both and i think it's something that, that and i've proved this out in previous studies that this is something israel does want because they do want to get us into world war three and um we've talked a lot about that in previous studies in the last uh, i'd say four to five months where we went into that subject in detail. So I'm not giving, I'm not saying anybody is puritanical in this, is what I'm saying. Uh, but yes, the is Israel is going to be, um, and when, I, when I'm talking about Israel, I'm talking more about the synagogue of Satan. I'm talking about they that call themselves Jews, but they're not, according to the book of Revelation, they're, they're of the father of the devil and of his lust and of his works, they will do and um they're at they're the ones that are at the spear tip of this okay and we are going to be yoked up with them america and we're going to get into the allies that are most likely we're going to kind of lay that out here in a second now going back to this and this is from hal turner there was an update at 1009 um and it said lebanon has declared martial law 
tanks are reportedly rolling toward the border with Israel. Again, this is not news. Now, granted, maybe by the time this is up on the up up on the internet, whenever I get this posted today, um, this will all, all be out. But this is on Hal Turner, and like you have to go directly to Israeli websites to get this information at this point. Now, Hal Turner remarks here, he says, I have been following these events over the last few years. I can tell you this is very, very different. Events have started that are clearly going to start the major World War III conflict. Now, that's his opinion. I would tend to agree with everything I've went over really in the last four to five months regarding this, regarding all the stuff that's went on the Strait of Hormuz and Iran attacking us and us attacking Iran and all the false flag garbage going on over there. This is just a natural progression of that. And this may be Israel's way of, of trying to accelerate that process. Because Iran is involved in this. And and I've just I read you the warnings from Iran. So <laughs> there's just um this is a powder keg that's been, you know, ready to go off for a long, long time. And we could be on the cusp of, of that going off very, very soon. He goes on to say, from events on the ground, the opposing sides, whether you like it or not, will most likely be as follows. The allies will be the U.S., the U.K., France, NATO, minus Turkey, the EU, Australia, Japan, South Korea, and Israel. Oh, and India, Saudi Arabia, of course, yeah, and the UAE, United Arab Emirates. The Axis powers... And this is World War III we're talking about here. Really, when it when it gets I mean when it gets to this far, when we've got a World War III like conflict, the Axis powers will be Russia, China, Iran, North Korea, Pakistan, Turkey, Syria, Venezuela, Lebanon, Shiite Shiite Muslim fighters, and he's saying the undecided and neutral will be Egypt and Germany. I would think, though, Egypt would definitely side with the Axis powers because they're primarily Muslim. Anyway, uh, he's got several updates here. And the first one he had, after Israel attacked Hezbollah members inside Syria and Hezbollah warned it will retaliate, Israel attacked them again. So Israel is trying, it, it appears as Israel's really going in there and really trying to stir the hornet's nest. They're really trying to get this thing going. And every indicator that I've seen, because they 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 own, bought sold, bought sold the whole nine yards. They own Trump. They have for decades, and he was given an ultimatum. I read this I don't know three or four months ago, that you know you are going to go to war with Israel. That's going to happen whether you want that or not, whether he does or not. He will follow their orders. They own him lock, stock, and barrel. They have for decades. We've proven that over and over again. He is a puppet on a string at this point. And those are his handlers. They're the ones that got him out of all those bankruptcies. They're the ones that have the Epstein blackmail tapes of him raping little boys and little girls like we've talked about. Paid out $30 million to six different families. That's a big reason he had to go through these bankruptcies. But it was the Rothschilds and the synagogue of Satan that bailed him out. But remember, there's always a price to pay. <laughs> it's like, okay, we're going we're gonna to help you out with this, Trump, but down the road, you're going to do our bidding, and you're going to do exactly what we tell you to do. So that's where we're at right now. 
Uh, and again, I'm not just saying this based off one study I've done. Go back and look at all the studies I've done since February where I've got into detail into these situations. I can't, and, and nobody wants to hear me rehash all that anyway, okay? Um, I'm just reiterating what I've already talked about. So if we look at this further, they attacked again um, in Syria, Israel did again, uh, an Israeli UAV attacked two vehicles uh, of Hezbollah Brigade in Iraq on the Iraqi-Syria border. Um, six members of the Iraqi Hezbollah, including a leader, were killed in airstrikes hitting vehicle convoy in the city of Al-Karim along the Syria-Iraqi border. Iranian-backed Shia militias warned that they will attack U.S. targets if there are any more drone strikes on their forces in Iraq. So, even though these are Israeli drone strikes, they're saying we're going to attack U.S. targets because they realize, you know, we're on the same team with them. There's already so much going on over there, obviously, in Iran and Iraqi area and the Strait of Hormuz and all the shipping stuff that, the things that we've reported on in depth. So, again, what's the tipping point? I don't know. It, it looks like we could be there very quickly. We, we may well see an attack on Lebanon's Hezbollah on Israel and an attack by Iraqi Hezbollah on U.S. forces in Iraqi soon. Another update, death toll now nine. Shia militia fighters killed in what claims were Israeli airstrikes on a convoy near the Syrian-Iraqi border. Another update, an Israeli military drone has been shot down in Lebanon. Uh, according to multiple intelligence grabs from multiple sources, the following targets inside Israel are allegedly and reportedly to be attacked by Hezbollah missiles. Now, this was before Israel directly attacked Lebanon in the last 12 hours, okay? With that drone strike that we mentioned. And the president said, we have a right to defend our sovereignty. They've declared martial law. Their tanks are rolling toward the border with Israel. So their tanks are going south. Israel's going north because that's where the border is. And according to multiple intelligence grabs from multiple sources, this is Hal Turner, the following targets inside Israel are allegedly and reportedly to be attacked by Hezbollah missiles, and these are Lebanese, I'm assuming, Hezbollah missiles. The Haffa oil refinery, the Asha docks, um, some port there, the Hydra power station, the Ramat Gan diamond bourse, the Dead Sea Potash Works, the Tel Aviv Stock Exchange, and the Leviathan gas platform. Now, granted, if, if I'm reading you this intelligence, Israel's well aware of it, so... Whether any of that happens or not, I don't know. But this is what he's getting where they would like to strike. And this was, the, you know, front page of Drudge. Drone war takes flight. Israel, Israel battles Iran. Action over Beirut. Top Iranian general warns Israel that strikes will bring an end to the Zionist regime. Israeli aircraft on Saturday struck near Iranian forces near Damascus that has been planning to launch their killer drones at targets in Israel. Uh, an Israeli military spokesman said. The strike targeted Iran, Quds forces, operatives, and Shiite militias, which were preparing to advance attack plans uh, targeting sites in Israel. So they were saying this is a preemptive thing. This is why we struck. This is what Israel is saying. Maybe it's true. I don't, I don't know. Okay. Um, 
But they were playing, they were targeting sites in Israel from within Syria over the last number of days, the military said in a statement. Obviously, Israel's going to come out with an excuse to say, well, this is what they were planning on doing. We did this preemptively before they could strike us. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said the military had thwarted the planned Iranian attack. Iran has no immunity everywhere. Our forces operate in every sector against the Iranian aggressors. Syrian state media said Syrian air defenses intercepted hostile targets over Damascus, uh, the capital, Saturday night. Witnesses in Damascus said they heard and saw explosions in the sky. So there's multiple places Israel is essentially attacking. Iraq, Damascus, and Syria, and in Lebanon. And they're saying they're doing all this to thwart a preemptive strike against them. So that's, that's the stories there. The aggression is ongoing and air defenses are confronting hostile targets and are downing most of them in the southern region. This is what Syria was saying, their state media outlet, Sana. <clears throat> the Syrian army said in a statement that the majority of Israeli missiles were destroyed before reaching their targets. However, they said the impact of the Israeli airstrikes was significant. I'm surprised they would admit to that. So, it's a super gigantic powder keg there right now um you know one way or another that is what's going to take us into the tribulation world war three because world war three is where we're going to get the arrival of the antichrist the false prophet out of the ashes of that that's always that's that's the luciferian plan i believe it's the biblical plan as well but remember god always ends up using satan to fulfill you know Things like this. Prophecy and things of this nature. Not always, but Satan thinks he's doing his thing. Satan thinks he's going to defeat, you know, whatever God. And, and just like he thought he was going to do that initially. You know, when, you know, he said, I will ascend under the sides of the north. I will be like the most high. And Satan always has this plan, but God always ends up using that against him. And always ends up defeating him. This is really no different. So going further, and this is also part of this, because remember, one of the Axis powers is China. So this is heavily related to that as well. President, this is big trade war emergency, concern, confusion. Now, this is also, it's alternating between this and th this report and also the whole thing going on in the Middle East are the two main reports that you're going to see in the mainstream headlines right now. President Donald Trump said Sunday he could declare the escalating U.S.-China trade war as a national emergency if he wanted to. In many ways, this is an emergency, Trump said at G7 meeting, um, a leaders' meeting of the ongoing trade battle between the world's top two economies. I could declare a national emergency. I think they steal and take out intellectual property theft anywhere from $300 billion to $500 billion a year. And when we have a total loss of almost a trillion dollars a year for many, many years. So this is what Trump is saying here. American businesses from technology startups to large corporations say they cannot quickly upend their supply chains and stop doing their businesses in China. President Trump tweeted Friday that he hereby ordered U.S. companies to explore relocating operations out of China and that he would 
raise the existing planned tariffs on Chinese goods by five percentage points. On Sunday, after a tumultuous week for trade negotiations, administration officials said the president didn't order U.S. companies to leave China and has no plans to invoke emergency powers to force them to do so. So it's like he's saying one thing one minute, he's saying something the next. Double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And, and he's a pathological liar. We've proven that over and over again. So this should really be no, no surprise. Many technology technology companies are entwined with chinese part makers and tech startups building hardware are in particularly uh, difficult situation from electric scooter services to robotic businesses many get crucial components from china for them mr trump's demand to stop doing business in china seemed impossible there is no other easily identifiable supplier or manufacturer for a lot of parts said eric klein a partner at venture capital firm lemonos Lemnos, which invests in hardware uh, startups. Shifting production out of China would be a complex process that would entail re-engineering produ production facilities, requiring a company to halt or slow production for months. Listen, I'm all for us getting out of China, okay? But they've shipped all these things overseas on purpose, by design, to destroy our manufacturing sector. And now Trump's saying, okay, I want you like uh, really, really quick, everybody get out of China. Because we're going to stop doing business with them. It doesn't work that way. You can't take something that's taken decades and decades and decades to do, which was designed to destroy the manufacturing um, and our th those types of uh, businesses in America, and then all of a sudden turn around and say, no, we're, I want you out of China. You know, Sooner the better. Deal with it. Here's the reason I believe this is happening, at least to a certain point. And then it's, he goes on to say this, Mr. Klein, he said it would be financially devastating to a startup that isn't sitting on a pile of capital. The smaller the company, the more fragile their economic state is, and the changes like this are massively disruptive, meaning it's going to destroy all the small manufacturers in America that are relying on specific Chinese parts in order to make whatever they're trying to make. Okay, so here's the next report then, which relates to the last. President Trump orders all U.S. companies out of China, must find alternatives. Trade war between U.S. and China just took a dramatic turn, which many see as leading to an actual war with China. Well, again, <laughs> there may be multiple reasons or excuses to go to war when you've got all the stuff going on in the Middle East and then the trade war and, you know. Today, U.S. President Donald Trump ordered American companies to find alternatives to China. It appears all trade between the U.S. and China is heading toward being completely cut off. Uh, subscribers to this web were warned of this over a week ago. That statement I previously covered a couple weeks ago, and that's me talking, because I went over this and I, I, I kept getting kind of like reminded of, of this. This is, I went over this a couple weeks ago, and what this says is I've been briefed on the act on what is actually behind the scenes and the world is entering the end game right now very severe implications this is covert intelligence from my former colleagues with the fbi joint terrorism task force this is hal turner with whom i worked on national security intelligence from 2003 to 2008 people in this foreign government service briefed me directly just moments ago that this is the china u.s propagation spiral that is scripted Remember, this is all scripted, this is all theater, to take down the global financial system in September. 
Now, if that were to happen in September, okay, we're going to talk a lot about that today, about the all the stuff going on from a, from a global financial takedown. We got all the stuff going on in the Middle East. I could easily see October being, you know, the start of a full-blown war. Uh, granted, I'm not date setting. I'm saying it could happen. I hope it doesn't. I believe that, you know, getting the word out there, people praying, fasting about these issues is a big reason things have gotten pushed ahead so far. They wanted 1984 to be reality. George Orwell's 1984. Okay, so they're a little bit off on their timetable at this point. But it's not Satan's timetable, it's God's. So, going back to this, it says, the, this is the scripted to take down the global financial system in September. Number one, what are the things that leads up to this? China invades Hong Kong to restore order. Now, that exa hasn't exactly happened yet, but it's right there. There's still riots in the streets every day in Hong Kong. Nothing's really changed. We've talked a lot about that Chinese... China pre-positioning troops inside of Hong Kong to quell dissent, okay? Two, with a military response out of the question, meaning a military response of Trump in Hong Kong, Trump responds with shock and awe tariffs and financial sanctions intended to make the Chinese back off. Isn't that, isn't that exactly what is happening right now? Isn't that what he's with all these tariffs and stuff. Three, the Chinese defiantly continue the Hong Kong operation and double down by mobilizing invasion forces across from Taiwan. Meanwhile, their economy and banking systems start to crash hard because of all the tariffs. Okay. Four, to divert public anger away from the crashing economy and the Communist Party, Xi, President Xi, whips up patriotic frenzy and launches a Taiwanese invasion. Now, we haven't got there yet. And whether that exactly plays out, I don't know. This is what Hal Turner was predicting, and, and it could very well happen. Five, treaty bound to defend Taiwan, Trump has to intervene with either conventional military forces or a secret space program, depending on scripting. And again, if all the stuff continues to escalate in the Middle East, which one way or another, that's going to happen eventually, that could be just yet one more excuse to get us into war. Six, at some point during steps two through five that I just mentioned, the global financial system collapses. We're going to talk a lot about that today. And that's why a lot of what almost every single thing we're talking about today, current event-wise, is all related to one another. If you have business interests in China, you need to immediately commence obtaining alternate sources for goods and services. Now, he was saying this a couple weeks ago. Now Trump has come out and just flat out said, get out of China. Which, again, is going to just annihilate any small businesses that aren't sitting on what the guy, the, the gentleman that was quoted earlier, as a pile of cash, a pile of capital. Meaning, okay, we got so much, we have so much uh, capital we're sitting on. Okay, sure. We'll just start manufacturing everything here now. That still would be an unbelievable, unbelievable hardship for even... I'm sure larger companies, unless they knew what was coming and had already started doing this ahead of time, if they had if they had a heads up. But for small companies, it will be you know it'll be an annihilation factor. Now, granted, again, I'm all for bringing our jobs back from overseas. 
I'm all for that. Uh, but and Hal Turner is is acting like this is the neck the, the the greatest thing since sliced bread. Okay, but he's not looking at the other stuff that's going to happen to the small businesses because Hal Turner is very very pro Trump, like a lot of people. So whenever I'm trying I'm trying to look at these these reports anymore from a neutral standpoint. Yeah, I know Trump's a devil. I get it. I understand that. Uh, but I'm trying to look at it like, okay, well, who benefits? Who's gonna Who's gonna you know take a gigantic hit from this situation? I'm not looking at it through like rose-colored. Oh, Trump can do no wrong glasses, or the opposite. You know where you know Trump's only gonna do evil purely, and and which has kind of gotten to that way. Yeah, it's pretty much that way now, because this puppet. His puppet masters, that's what they're demanding. The gloves have come off since February, since the Bush funeral, when the synagogue of Satan took back firm control, I believe, of this country at that Bush funeral. And we, we went into that. The power shifted back to the synagogue of Satan. I'm not saying they didn't have a ton of power before, but it really shifted at that funeral. And, and ever since that time of the Bush funeral... Trump has been doing the most egregious, insane stuff. Now, the media is covering up for him. Even though they say it's, ref, you know, they're, they're still attacking him, they're still covering up the big stuff he's doing. All of this is theater. This whole left-right paradigm about, oh, the left is attacking Trump, therefore he must be a good guy. That's all such lies and garbage. They're all on the same wicked team. Yeah, they may be struggling for power to a certain extent with one, with, you know, left versus right and, Who's going to get to sit at Satan's table at the very end? But at the end of the day, they're all on team evil is what it really boils down to. And that's what I think is very important to understand about all of this. All of this that I'm talking about here is essentially scripted theater to a certain extent. Yes, there's variables, sure. But to a certain extent, it is scripted theater. And this has been planned for decades and decades if not over a hundred years this world war three scenario so he's saying if you have all any businesses you have in china you know you need to obtain alternate services for goods and services it is possible that all trade between the u.s and china may face stoppage if sanctions are used over the hong kong situation if all trade is stopped and you rely on the production inside china you will be out of business make alternate plans right now well that's probably wise to do now back to the current report. A public statement made by President Trump sums it up. And this is his justification. And it sounds really great on paper and there's a lot of it that's actually true. What are you saying here? But uh, understand though, the end result of this, and this is the problem with just like listening to Trump sound bites. Oh, well, that, that sounds really good and true. And there may be a lot of truth embedded in what he's saying. But it's what is it going to actually cause? What is actually going to be the outcome of this? Because it's this knee-jerk, you need to get out like today, China, you know? Get out today, because, um, you know, stuff's going down, and it's not that easy. You're going to annihilate so many small businesses that rely on China. He goes on to say, our country has lost stupidly trillions of dollars with china over many years true yeah they have stolen our intellectual property at a rate of hundreds of billions of dollars a year true 
They want to continue. I won't let it happen. We don't need China. And frankly, we would be far better off without them. The vast amounts of money made and stolen by China from the United States year after year for decades will and must stop. Oh, I'm, I'm glad they're finally coming out to realizing this now. We've been screaming about this for years. But now all of a sudden, you know, we're finally to the point where now it's going on. Our great American companies are hereby ordered to immediately start looking for an alternative to China, including bringing your companies home and making your products in the USA. Uh, I will be responding to China's tariffs this afternoon. This is a great opportunity for the United States. Our economy, because of the gains in the last two and a half years, is much larger than that of China. We will keep it that way. Uh, Hal Turner's commentary. This is what Hal Turner says. This is going to be very, very good for those in the USA. I I'm reading this because I want you to understand there's going to be two sides you can look at this. <laughs> I'm giving you both, okay, to try to be... As Fox News is fair and balanced. He goes on to say companies, and remember, Hal Turner is a, you know, kind of like a Trump can do no wrong guy. So when you read his reports, it's like, uh, okay, well, you have to read it to understanding his mindset. He hasn't got the memo on how wicked Trump is and how he's bought, sold, and paid for by the synagogue of Satan. He hasn't admitted to that. Just like, the vast majority of people in alternative media will not admit to that. They won't. This is going to be very good for those living in the U.S. Companies will be scrambling to obtain manufacturing facilities here in the U.S., which means more U.S. jobs and return to the middle class. It also means long-term better results for American companies who no longer have to give away trade secrets to China, only to have China leak those secrets to its own. We should have never been over there in the first place, is the bottom line. They've already got the trade secrets. They've already, you know, our manufacturing base is already over there. We should have never been over there. Um, then he says, and then they sell the same products cheaper, driving the U.S. companies out of business. It's easy for China to have profitable companies when they get their products by stealing what American firms paid to develop. True. The people who line their pockets by shipping U.S. jobs overseas are not going to be happy about this. Expect to see flailing and gnashing of teeth as their greed gets reined in. Uh, then another uh, another update from President Trump. Um, it's basically the same stuff. He says, as president, I can no longer allow this to happen, meaning the, all of us losing trillions to China. In the spirit of achieving fair trade, we, we must balance this very unfair trading relationship. China should not have put new tariffs on $75 billion worth of United States products. Starting on October First, the $250 billion of goods and products from China currently being taxed at 25% will then be taxed at 30 Additionally, the remaining $300 billion of goods from China that was being taxed from September 1st at 10% will now be taxed at 15 Thank you for your attention to this matter. And Hal Turner says, this is going to utterly smash the economy of China. They cannot afford to have this happen. Well, okay. Here's another comment, though, below this from one of his um, subscribers. And he said, this is an orchestrated global takedown of the world's economy, ushering in the new world order and a one world currency, which will most likely be something like Bitcoin. This will crush all economies. Hal, do you seriously believe this is great for America? Wow. The thing is, is if this was done gradually over time if we would have never been over there in the first place which would have been 
what should have happened, yeah. But you can't just do it all at once and expect it to be some great, wonderful thing, is the, the point he's trying to make. He's saying this is an orchestrated global takedown of the world's economy, ushering in the new world order and the one world currency, which will be something like Bitcoin. If we ever had a wise president who didn't work for and wasn't selected by the globalists, and that's not the case, and wanted to pull off a trade war effectively and fairly, that president would have informed his companies at the very start, meaning at the very start of his term over two years ago, to begin looking for alternative sources, new plants, get tooling set up if needed, start looking for different distribution outlets, etc., etc., etc. I agree. I totally agree. And again, we don't do this overnight. You cannot do something like this overnight. But this just is so typical Trump, you know. Let's do it overnight. Uh, yeah, it'll be great for America. Well, uh, yeah. Meanwhile, nobody, <laughs> there's all these companies that are, are dependent upon China because they're in bed with them. They should have never been in bed with them. True, true. But you just can't, nobody else is making this particular part, like the guy was saying, on planet Earth. And it's not like I can go, you know, to anywhere in America and get this done overnight. It's not happening. Now, if he would have done this at the start of his term, <coughs> that's the way to do it, gradually. He goes on to say, you don't keep promising the country everything is great. Um, we have the strongest economy ever and then beg the Fed to raise rates and start QE again, meaning quantitative easing, which means printing money out of thin air, which just further weakens the dollar it doesn't take the sharpest tool in the shed uh to know the only implement you, to know you only implement those when the economy is looking like it's about to implode meaning begging the fed to raise rates and starting qe again that's when the economy is about to implode but he's saying it's the strongest ever he's a pathological liar that's what he does He's always been that way, as far as I can see. Every financial indicator is screaming recession and depression. Yet we have a president screaming day in, day out that the economy is the greatest it has ever been. That is completely false and a fat lie. Do, do we have an unfair imbalance regarding trade with China? Absolutely. And that's why I'm not going to, you know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we do. That's true. There's no doubt. I'd love to see all of our manufacturing come back to America. 100%. You just can't do it this way, though. He goes on to say, absolutely, but you don't handle it the way it's being handled by Trump. Have you checked out where Trump's signature label is manufactured? Oh, that's right, it's China. How ironic. Do you remember where Ivanka and Jared were seeking to get a plethora of trademarks passed through? Oh, yeah, that's right, it's China. Meaning, they're total stinking hypocrites. Even more ironic that they were, uh, they were approved the following week when Trump had the greatest chocolate cake ever with Xi Jinping, who had claimed that they were the greatest relationship ever are you are you noticing this trend our farmers are being absolutely decimated by this trade war china isn't paying for this we are you and i meaning the more trump bumps up the tariffs the higher the goods coming from china are going to be because they're going to build that into the price we're dependent upon china still you just can't end that overnight the more he increases the tariffs, the more they're going to increase the price of the goods. I mean, have you been in the grocery stores lately? It's like sticker shock every time I go in there now. The price of food alone. See, the thing is, is you could say, well, we don't, let's say we don't. There's a lot of indirect ways food prices can be affected by this. 
even if we're not getting a particular food from China, there's other ways it can be affected. China isn't paying for this. We are, you and I, as the majority of what we buy in this country is being slapped with higher prices because of these tariffs. Explain to me how that helps us, Trump, please. Every market is rigged by the central bank in the world, propagated by their selected puppets around the world we call presidents, queens, kings, princes, etc. With an end game of controlling all the citizens in this world through a sick and twisted satanic plot that is now in hyperdrive. I'm going to keep pounding this site, meaning Hal Turner, with truth instead of the pro-Trump BS because the truth upsets you when... Um upsets you then you need to hear a little more of it so he's trying yeah i couldn't agree more with what this guy's saying but hal turner you know he's not going to say anything against trump because he's got he's got all his chips pushed in on trump he went to the roulette wheel and there's you know all these numbers and there's one there's one called trump he pushed all his chips in on that a lot of people that are in alternative media have done the exact same thing they pushed all their chips in on trump and they can't they're like, it doesn't matter what he does. I've got all my chips in there. Everything's invested. I can't backpedal. I'll look really bad to my listeners. So I just got to keep staying with this narrative that, that Trump's really not out to destroy us. So I wanted to give you both sides of that so that, you know, a, a little bit bigger perspective. Now I'm going to play this, which also relates to this. Bank of England governor admits the dollar system is dying and wants a global currency so let's go ahead and roll this okay so this um is a guy named jeff berwick and he is of the dollar vigilante some financial guy and this is what his uh take on what is going on now uh re regarding the dollar but it's been amazing how fast this whole monetary and financial system is unraveling and when we started the Dollar Vigilante in 2010, I said by the end of the decade, this whole system will be collapsing or falling apart. We're now in 2019, pretty close to the end of the decade, and this whole system is collapsing or falling apart. It's unbelievable how much stuff is going on right now. The governor of the Bank of England who used to be the governor of the Bank of Canada, I guess they trade like hockey team players now, Mark Carney, just came out. He was in Jackson, Wyoming, or at least it is when the central bankers go there. And he said... He said he was in Jackson, Wyoming. He, he kind of cussed, so I, I muted it out. That's what he was talking about. To paraphrase... The U.S. dollar system is over, and we need to move to a global current digital currency. Surprise, surprise. Just like What a was that guy just saying? The, the comment left at Hal Turner. This is all designed, this global trade war with China, and all the things leading up to it, all the stuff going on in Hong Kong, all the stuff going on in the Middle East, because I'm going to tie everything together, to bring about at least one phase of it is to bring about a global financial collapse. So that we will go to a global currency. One world currency. Isn't that what the Bible says is going to happen essentially? In the book of Revelation. In the tribulation period. One world currency. One world political system. One world religion. One world you know. 
So that's what we're we're moving toward, and this is how they're going to get us there. Saying, actually, the IMF has been wanting to move to what they call special drawing rights (SDRs) for decades, but they haven't been able to figure out how. But now, people like Mark Carney, who's pretty high up, that's about as high as it gets when it comes to central banking, aside from the Federal Reserve, has come out and said this system is untenable. In fact, one of his quotes is, the dollar's influence on global financial conditions could similarly decline if a financial architecture developed around the new digital currency and it displaced the dollar's dominance in credit markets by reducing the influence of the U.S. on the global financial cycle this would help reduce the volatility of capital flows to emerging market economies. And the UK Guardian reports, likening the move to the end of Sterling's command of international money markets 100 years ago, Carney said the dollar had reached a level of dominance that meant it was a barrier to, sustainable, to a sustainable recovery. Very interesting. We've now had essentially everybody involved in the system saying this whole system's reached its end. Wow, that's weird. That's what I've been saying for 10 years that it was going to do around this time. And if you don't really understand why this whole system is a complete and total joke, there was actually a, a uh, MP in the EU Parliament about six years ago. I think his name is Godfrey Bloom. Who quite eloquently stated, every now and then you get someone who states the truth in these places. Of course, they're laughed at and mocked but here's how he puts it all the banks are broke uh, bank santander deutsche bank royal bank of scotland they're all broke and why are they broke it isn't an act of god it isn't some sort of tsunami they're broke because we have a system called fractional reserve banking which means that banks can lend money that they don't actually have it's a criminal scandal, and it's been going on for too long. To add to it that... It looks like he's speaking in Parliament there. ...problem, you have moral hazard, a very significant moral hazard from the political sphere. And most of the problem starts in politics and central banks, which are part of the same political system. We have counterfeiting, sometimes called quantitative easing, but counterfeiting by an, any other name. The artificial printing of money, yes. which if any ordinary person did, they'd go to prison for a very long time. And yet governments and central banks do it all the time. Central banks... Rep this is what we just said, the gentleman that commented before about Trump was, you know, what Trump was asking the Fed to do and how he was asking for more quantitative easing, printing money out of thin air, how that's illegal if... You or I try to do it, meaning just printing money out of thin air. But it's fine if the government's trying to do it. Press the amount of interest that rate, rates are so we don't have the real cost of money. And yet we blame the real retail banks for manipulating LIBOR. The sheer effrontery of this is quite astonishing. It's central banks. It's central banks that manipulate interest rates, Commissioner. And plus, underneath all this, we talk loosely, in a rather cavalier fashion, do we not, about deposit guarantees. So when banks go broke through their own incompetence and chicanery, the taxpayer picks up the tab. It's theft from the taxpayer. 
And until we start sending bankers, and I include central bankers and politicians, to prison for this outrage, it will continue. So that's the yeah. banking system as it exists today, and it is absolutely falling apart. You have HSBC looking like it's on the verge of collapse right now. It's actually, whoa, big wave. <laughs> All right. He's walking on the beach in Puerto Vallarta. That's where he's doing this interview or this thing. I'm safe. Mark is safe. Even in Ghana, one third of the banks just shut down. There's massive issues in the banking, financial, and monetary system right now, all happening all over the place. And for a reason, because we're reaching the end of the system. Even look at Deutsche Bank, which has dropped from about $30 to $6 now. Essentially, kind of went bankrupt a little while ago, laid off tens of thousands of people, and that's just the beginning. You now have $15 trillion in government debt, mostly in Europe at the moment, trading at negative interest rates, which means you're paying whichever government, the government of Germany, paying them to loan them money for like 10, 20, or 30 years. And the euro is not going to exist in 10, 20, or 30 months. It might not exist in 10, 20, or 30 days at this rate. There's even now over $1 trillion in corporate debt trading at negative interest rates. This is what happens near the end of a system. And even Donald Trump, man, he's been tweeting like a Twitter addict more than even usual with all kinds of crazy and nonsensical stuff with no understanding of economics whatsoever. Like one of his most recent was, China is stealing so much money from us, from the US. So we have to put on tariffs and all this stuff. That will actually destroy the dollar and the economy, those sort of things. Which is exactly what we were just talking about. Not to mention, China is not stealing from the US. Neither of those things actually even exist. There's just people with products in China and there's consumers in the US, and the consumers in the US buy more than the consumers in China buy from the US, which is totally fine. It's just, no, it's, they it's, produce more things. It's not totally fine. We ship those jobs over there, the globalists did, on purpose, by design, in order to eventually destroy this economy. It's not fine. Yeah, maybe it may be happening, but I don't, I don't agree with his justification there for that whatsoever. want at a better price but if you're donald trump they're stealing by offering too many goods at too good of a price so he's going to put tariffs on them no he's not what he's doing is putting a tax on certain products that u.s consumers have to pay yeah so he's just increasing yeah. how much people have to pay for things yeah and stealing more money all while some people with red hats cheer them on. Good job. Make things more expensive. Destroy the economy. Right. And he even mentioned, like, it's so ridiculous. Because, in other words, because we're buying those goods from China, 
we're going to be the ones, the American, the Americans that buy those goods are going to be the ones that absorb all of these new tariffs. We're the ones that are going to pay for it. They're just going to tack it on to the cost of, of their goods. So it's not benefiting the Americans. It's going to destroy or be part of the, the destruction of the American financial system and the American consumer. Like some of the stuff he says, actually a lot of the stuff he says, but I think he mentioned last week he wants to put out 50 or 100 year U.S. Treasury bonds. So he wants not only to borrow way more money with the U.S. already at $22 trillion in debt, but he wants to borrow it for even longer now, 50 or 100 years. I wouldn't believe a lot of this stuff if I didn't see it. It's so insane. Saw the U.S. stock markets down something like 600 points again today. Not a surprise at all. As I've said in the past, and I've read you those quotes, Donald Trump was put in place to preside over the largest bankruptcy ever in world history, which will be America. That's why he was put in. Hey, he's had six different bankruptcies. So he has a lot of experience on those ends. And that's why he was put in this position. There's, there's going to be a lot of craziness happening. And we're just getting started. And I really don't know how it's all going to work out. I don't think they do either. This is a very dangerous game going on right now. Essentially, well, you even look at the Federal Reserve. They just came out last week. There's so many things happening. Like I can't even possibly talk about them all. With something called Fed Now. What a great name, Fed Now. And they're saying within five or 10 years, they're gonna have a system where you can transfer between banks in the US in real time for almost free. Wow, in five or 10 years, you have a system almost one-tenth as good as bitcoin <laughs> oh these guys oh they're going to go down hard i'm gonna love it and not because i hate i like to see people hurt but man they've been destroying this world for so long financing every war impoverishing so many people enslaving so many people but yeah i will enjoy it when their whole system goes down hard and he's he's delusional and thinking that they're not going to end up coming out on top of this the, the globalists at the top they're they're trying to bring this about and he's acting like this is going to be the undoing of them and they're all gonna what please spare me yeah a lot of the lower level people but the people at the top know this is coming they want to bring this about this is why trump is doing this they're going to consolidate their power even more if the dollar goes to nothing and and you've got, you know, a million dollars for argument's sake sitting like in the bank and all of a sudden you can't get a dime of it. Well, you've just lost a million. How is that good for, I mean, the bankers know this is coming, a lot of them. So I, I again, I don't agree with everything this guy is saying, but there is a lot of nuggets in here that you can glean from in the process of happening and as i said before i think the sure thing here is precious metals gold and silver but you have to be very careful where you hold it 
I think I mentioned in a video before, don't put it in a ETF. Those are all actually ran by the banks. And when those banks go under, which they will, in one way or another, the ETFs just go away. And you don't want to be holding it at a bank, your precious metals, like a bank safety deposit box. We've already seen so many examples of them just taking it. Yep. You don't want to hold it at some sort of government security. The governments are all bankrupt. No, I've said this many, many times. Don't hold precious metal. You need to hold them personally. Okay, that's the only safe way. If they're in paper, you could just might as well just kiss it goodbye if this thing goes down, when this thing goes down. Any kind of paper holdings that you've got. If it's not tangible and in your hand, you know, there's a very high likelihood you're going to lose it. And he was just, you know, kind of reiterating that. Safety deposit box, that's insane. I wouldn't, they can, there's all types of, of ways they can get in there and confiscate, especially if things go, when things go down. Uh, I don't even advise buy, buying your precious metals online because now you've got a nice big fat paper trail. So it's better to buy locally from you know a local dealer that doesn't require you to uh, you know give all this personal information. What what business is is that of theirs anyway? As low profile as you can be, the better. Nothing is illegal that I'm telling you to do. I'm just saying be as low profile as possible. If you create paper trails and they know you've got it, well, then, you know, they know where to come get it. Especially, you know, I could go. I, I've went into that many, many times. If you want to know more about my, my recommendations on that, just email me and I'll, I have a file on my recommendations on uh, how to go about procuring precious metals and parameters to use it's not complicated it's really not i, I basically just kind of surmised it right there okay so the next report is entitled the world is minutes for minutes from total collapse as panic across the globe escalates as the world edges closer to the next crisis today the man who has become legendary for his predictions on qe quantitative easing and historic moves in currencies just warned and that's ergon von Greyerts. He just warned that the world is minutes away from collapse as panic across the globe intensifies. He goes on to say, the world is now standing before a seminal moment and virtually nobody can see it. There has not been a more critical moment in the last 50 or even 100 years that we are now facing. In 1971, the world faced a similar situation. At that time, only the Chinese understood the consequences of Nixon's decision to close the gold window. Evidently taking us totally off the, any kind of uh, gold standard currency wise the people's daily in china said in august of 1971 quote these unpopular measures reflect the seriousness of the u.s economic crisis and the decay and decline of the entire capitalist system the paper went on and it said quote mark the collapse of capitalist mon monetary system with the u.s dollar as its prop nixon's new economic policy cannot extricate the u.s from financial and economic crisis the policy is meant to fleece the American working people and to shift the worsening of the U.S. financial and monetary economic crisis onto other countries. I, I, again, this is like, you know, Satan giving us a morality lesson, China saying this. But anyway, uh, so almost 50 years ago, China predicted the decay and the decline of the entire capitalist system. 
it's not because it's capitalist. It's because when you print money out of thin air with nothing backing it, something's got to give eventually. You know, you can only prop that lying devil up for so long before it collapses. How right the Chinese were. The U.S. debt backed, U.S. debt back in 1971 was 400 billion versus 22 trillion today, which is a 55 times increase. The U.S. GDP was 1.2 trillion in 1971, and it's 20 trillion today. So a 55% increase in U.S. debt in the last 48 years has only produced a 17 times increase in GDP. The U.S. economy is running on empty, which is no wonder since the massive money printing of worthless paper money cannot create any real wealth whatsoever, but only inflated paper wealth. But it is just not the U.S. which is in this position. Taking away the gold backing of the dollar in 1971 gave all countries a free for all right to print money and expand credit. So, yeah. And again, all this ties together with, you know, China and this types of things and all of the tensions that are being escalated now. Next report, House creates uh, behavioral threat assessment police force. The text of the TAPS Act, which we've talked about before, uh, which is the Threat Assessment Prevention and Safety Act of 2019, gives unlimited and arbitrary authority to 24 bureaucrats. It is written in doublespeak with loopholes for pencil pushers. Bottom line, it is behavioral police force that self-empowers to deprive us of our constitutional rights if they don't like our behavior. It's bipartisan, too. The bill doesn't mention guns. It is meant to control people, period. It's very Orwellian. This gives an idea of where our politicians want to take us. Some with the best, some with the best of intentions. No, none of them with the best of intentions. Now I'm on the actual uh, Congress.gov website, and this has been this has been introduced. It has not passed the House yet. It has not passed the Senate. It obviously, President hasn't signed off on it yet. It has to undergo all those things. Now um, they're saying though that. They're going to try every wicked, underhanded thing to get this thing passed. And, I mean, this is one of the worst things I've ever seen in all my years of ministry from a governmental standpoint. A draconian, take away our rights standpoint. Uh, the TAPS Act violates our constitutional rights. It gives the Department of Homeland Security the right to appoint 23 unelected pencil pushers to identify individuals who are exhibiting patterns of concerning behavior whatever they deem as concerning behavior, and to manage those Americans somehow in some way. They would become a policing body ruling behavior of Americans as judge, jury, and executioner. The Joint Behavioral Threat Assessment and Management Task Force would consist of one government employee at a GS-15 or higher level and 23 selectees chosen by the politically appointed secretary. The people would not even get to elect any of these devils that would be overseen this their job would be to select those individuals who show concerning behaviors and create an authoritarian power on the federal and local level to watch over them and control them who gets to define this concerning behavior well these unelected devils and they don't need a criminal act to do this thought crimes will do um meaning the criminal behavior that they deem is criminal thought crimes are fine if the person is interested in committing a crime that's enough but see what if what 
they're going to define crime though any way they want to. <laughs> so it may not even be a real crime, but they say it is. The DHS will then be empowered to implement these arbitrary rules with no acknowledgement of any rights of the people. It's a great way to usurp our rights and our entire Bill of Rights. The bill, in fact, makes no mention of our rights. They will have the power to invade our privacy and get whatever they want to support their concerns without due process or privacy rights. It completely circumvents the Fourth Amendment. The measure, introduced in January and sent to committee in March, allows the task force to develop its own guidelines and best practices to devise a national standard of action. Congress will have no authority over this ban of authoritarians and relinquishes its responsibilities. The ban of bureaucrats will have to submit an annual report, and there's no... There is no accountability. They're, they just tell Congress how they're doing. <laughs> it's a rogue government within a rogue government, essentially. The police's behaviors. In case you're wondering who will get on this list to start, check out the new definition of domestic terrorist on this link. And it's for, straight from uh, the FBI. And let me just click on that real quick. Uh, FBI conspiracy theory. This is um, unclassified law enforcement sensitive intelligence bulletin from the FBI. And it's entitled, Anti-Government, Identity-Based, and Fringe Political Conspiracy Theories Very Likely Motivate Some Domestic Extremists to Commit Criminal and Sometimes Violent Activity. So, you know, that would be most likely all of my listeners. I mean, you know, to a certain extent, you're going to, if you're listening to me right now, that's going to be labeled Fringe Political Conspiracy, at bare minimum. Anti-Government, well, I'm anti-wickedness. The government was just to be great, but they're not. They're totally wicked. So this goes on. I mean, this is a 15-page document. You can click on that. I give you the link there. But uh, that's who their definition of a domestic terrorist will be. First, they will come for those on the right, and then they will come for others. Meaning the right, meaning you know, pro, you know, Second Amendment, you know, pro Constitution, pro liberty, pro life, pro Bible. Those types of people. The red flag laws won't be much different. They will take away due process. It's dangerous. Dana Loesch, I believe of the NRA, provided an example on Twitter. Red flag laws at work here just last week. Quote, a man had his firearms confiscated simply because he had the same name as a criminal. But he had to bear the full legal cost a month later to defend himself in court. This is the red flag laws already kicking into place. You know? That Trump is absolutely on the spear tip, spear tip of implementing, and guaranteed he's on the spear. He's wanting to get this implemented as well. This TAPS Act, he will sign off on it unless there's massive, massive pushback against it. The legal structures for a police state are being put in place. Anyone who knows history knows what comes next. These are comments about this report. Please note this is all being dump, done on Trump's watch. Watch, he will sign these into law. You know, if he can. Another uh, lady, she said, yes, he will. He has already said as much. Anyone who still thinks America is the land of the free or the home of the brave needs to, needs to seriously think about those two words, what they mean. One is not free to do what they want or believe in America. What they want or educate their children or refuse enforce, enforce medical treatments, meaning they're not, they're not free to you know, educate your own children the way you would like, essentially, and refuse enforce medical treatments or want or do what you believe. Yeah, it's getting worse all the time regarding that. Um, next report. Cracks seemingly forming in the push for gun control. Action alerts on gun control keep up the heat on Republican senators and President Trump. 
because if that if there's not any prayer if there's not any um pushback regarding these things they will be implemented unchecked because the illuminati will say well hey you know they're ready for this there's no pushback at all as you read this a battle is raging between two camps of the white house staffers some are pushing donald trump to stay true to his commitment to protect the second amendment other advisors like his double daughter ivanka are encouraging the president and others to push gun registration gun registration and gun confiscation in a misguided effort to pick up democratic voters ah please i I think that's garbage this stuff is predetermined it's theater it's by design the whole thing about the voting thing you know it's rigged for example ivanka trump is reportedly working furiously behind the scenes urging senators to pass universal background checks and red flag gun confiscation orders thank you ivanka you devil even so there are conflicting reports in the media with some indicating that the president is backing off his earlier push for gun control trump retweets on gun control proposals uh said the la times yesterday another media retreats on gun gun control proposals another media outlet said the gun owners of america sent a whopping two million letters to the white house and to the senate in the in the last weeks uh, they got mine um because uh, i'm a member of goa gun, gun owners of america urging republicans to support the second amendment i mean nra is a joke as far as i'm concerned the goa is i think about the best one out there as far as being proactive pushing against this wickedness press reports also show that pro-gun leaders are busy communicating with the white house some directly with the president but others in meetings with the staff given that many oval office uh, many in the oval office are pushing for gun control politico reported yesterday that john veloco the executive vice president for gun owners of america is on the books for a meeting with the white house these are encouraging articles but then there are reports indicating that the president is keeping private conversations alive with anti-gun congressional leaders that's what he really wants he wants to he's been put in place that's one of the main things to take away our gun rights and um according to the hill trump was on the phone with anti-gun senator chris murphy a democrat out of connecticut talking about how to enact these two major objectives of bloomberg and gifford's gun control movement the hill also reported that trump was negotiating with anti-gun senators pat toomey and joe mnuchin mansion about paving the way to uh, passing their gun registration bill that means you you bring your guns in and you get them registered registration always precedes confiscation and this is why trump has been put in this position what does this all mean it continues that it means that we can't go silent we have to make sure that the president continues to hear from gun owners around the nation please add your name to the new pre-written letter Um, there's a link i provide you below here and let's continue to flood every republican inbox at the white house and in the senate warning them that if they vote for gun control they will face traumatic consequences at the polls well yeah Uh, you know the whole thing with the voting i already stated how i feel about it but um they got so many ways they can rig it at this point so i give you a link here it's uh it's to gun owners of america keep keep up the heat on republican senators and president trump the devil himself the devil in chief next report the many recent horrors of illegal immigration 
Left-wing corporate media firms like New York Times, CNN, and MSNBC and the Soros-funded power groups want America to believe that those who oppose illegal immigration are motivated by dangerous and irrational fears and racism. Nothing could be further from the truth. While Alipac, and they're really the main ones going after this, tracks numerous problems associated with illegal immigration. Please take a close look at these articles below, which document some of the more recent horrors forced upon unsuspecting and innocent Americans by illegal immigrants and illegal immigration, supported by these same groups. There is blood on the hands of illegal immigration and amnesty supporters, as well as the illegal immigrant perpetrators in these articles, which you can share with others by email and social media. It takes a great toll on our minds and hearts to immerse ourselves in this horrific information each day as we serve you and defend our nation through Alipac. Yeah, I know how they feel. Um... And just here's, I'm just going to read you the headlines. 11-year-old allegedly raped repeatedly by two illegal immigrants. These are just all recent reports. Uh, another, another one. Family of student allegedly murdered by illegal immigrant wants justice for preventable tragedy. Another one. Sus suspect in crash that killed father of five was facing deportation. Next one. ICE. Um, illegal alien accused of rape allowed to walk on bail in Sanctuary County. Another one, Somali wanted for kidnapping children as mother's body is identified. California gang members laugh in court while receiving life sentences for attempted murder of cop. <laughs> I mean, it just goes on and on. ICE arrest illegal immigrant accused of raping, of rape two months after he was released on bond. You know, they, they just let these devils go, you know. And like I've said, there's more, there's more legal aliens that have come here under Trump's watch than any other president ever, so... And it just continues. This is from a uh, uh, a guy posted this. It's from an ER doctor in Florida. I give you the links to all this. And this ER doctor in Florida said, "Today I had a 25-year-old with eight kids. This is a 25-year-old illegal, okay, alien with eight kids. That's right, eight all illegal anchor babies. And she had the nicest nails, cell phone, handbag, and clothing, etc. She makes about." 1500 a month for each kid. You do the math. Wow, that's some serious serious money there. 1500 a month for each kid. You do, she's doing way better than I am. I mean, I'm just saying I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that's 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 a lot of money, okay? I used to say we are the dumbest nation on earth. Now I must say and sadly admit we are the dumbest people on earth. And that includes me. For we elected the idiot ideologues who have passed the bills that allow this. Eh, you know, I didn't elect them. I've been warning against them. And I wouldn't take all that blame on myself as the whole point there. You know, a lot of the vote voting stuff is rigged at this point, And so, you know, anyway, sorry for this, but we need a revolution. This is from an ER doctor. If the illegal immigrant is over 65, they can apply for SSI and Medicaid and get more than a legal citizen on social security who worked from 1944 to 2004 um if she was a woman she's only getting 791 per month because she was born in 1944 this other lady is getting 1500 dollars per kid oh. it is interesting that the federal government provides an illegal refugee with a monthly allowance of 1890 dollars that's just what they get for their monthly allowance. And this lady that worked from 1944 to 2004. 
only gets $791 per month for her Social Security on average, evidently. Each can also obtain, each of these illegal aliens can also obtain an additional $580 in social assistance for a total of $2,470 a month. And that's an illegal. Our, our tax dollars at work here. This, this compares to a single pensioner, uh, legal pensioner, legal citizen pensioner, who after contributing to the growth and the development of America for 40 to 50 years can only receive a monthly maximum of $1,012 in old age pension and guaranteed income supplement. So these illegal aliens are getting far, far greater, exponentially more than legal citizens that work, that, that like paid into the social security system. These people haven't paid into anything. All they've done is suck our resources dry. Again, all by design to destroy the country. And Trump's just continuing this and, and you know, expanding this under his watch. It's a wonder this country hasn't went down yet. I don't see how we could, how we've been able to sustain it for as long as we've been able to. Well, I guess when you print money out of thin air, though, maybe our pension pensioners should apply as illegal refugees. Consider sending this to all your American friends so that we can all be ticked off and maybe get the refugees cut back to at least a thousand and twelve dollars. And the pensioners bumped up to 2470 which is the reversed ratios of what I just said. Then we can enjoy some of the money that we were... Why should the illegal aliens be here at all? Why should they get any benefit? Why aren't they being shipped back? They're here illegally. This whole thing about... You couldn't do this in any other country. America's going to go to Mexico and just do this. You'd be in prison. Then he goes on to say, then we can enjoy some of the money we were forced to submit to the government over the last 40, 50, or 60 years. Please show this to American, every American taxpayer you know. Just absolutely total, I mean, just, ugh. Next report, former KGB officer warns U.S. about ideological subversion. Uh, this A listener sent this to me. They said this is an eye-opener. This is a 1980s interview that shows the reality of why american patriots cannot see the truth about how evil trump is also i believe this is the beginning of the strong delusion that the bible talks about people have been psychologically brainwashed for such a long time without even realizing it only god can open our eyes to see and open our hearts to receive the truth so let's go ahead and uh, listen to this former kgb officer um robert cypher and see what he has to say In 1984, ex-KGB officer and Soviet defector Yuri Bezmenov decided to openly reveal the KGB's subversive tactics used against Western society. After being assigned to a station in India, Bezmenov eventually grew to resent the KGB-sanctioned oppression of intellectuals who dissented from Moscow's Marxist policies. He decided to defect to the West and is best remembered for his anti-communist lectures and books from the 1980s, which, when looking back at this interview, has played out just as he described right before our eyes. When uh, the Soviets use the phrase ideological subversion, what do they mean by it? What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions 
in the interest of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. It's a great brainwashing uh, process, which goes very slow, and it's divided in, in four basic stages. Uh, the first one being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? Because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students in the country of, of, of your enemy, exposed to the ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values. And this is the public school system, the public universities. Of Americanism, American patriotism. The result, the result you can see, most of the people who graduated in the 60s, dropouts or half-baked intellectuals, are now occupying the positions of power in the government. So he was saying, now this is in 84, he did this interview, he says most of the people from the 60s are now in positions of power. And this is in 84. So they're going to be the ones, you know, the, the liberals from the 1960s, you know, make love not war and if it feels good, do it crowd. You know, do what thou will should be the whole of the law, Aleister Crowley, which was behind, you know, the whole rock and roll movement. Well, they're the ones in power, so now they're going to they're gonna start, you know, um, you know, adopting in, in, in like with school curriculum and legislation and things of this nature. They're going to start crafting all of that service, business, mass media, educational system. You are stuck with them. You cannot get rid of them. They are contaminated. They are programmed to think and react to certain stimuli in a certain pattern. You cannot change their mind, even if you, if you expose them to authentic information, even if you prove that white is white and black is black. You still cannot change the basic perception and the logic of behavior. In other words, these people uh, uh, the process of demoralization is complete and irreversible. To get rid of society of these people, you, have, you need another 20 or, or, or 15 years to educate a new generation of patriotically minded and, and, and uh, common, common sense people who would be acting in favor and in the interests of, of the uh, of, uh, United States society. And yet these people who've been programmed and, as you say, in place and yes. who are favorable to an opening with the Soviet concept, mm -hmm. these are the very people who would be marked for extermination in this country? Most of them, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, simply because the psychological shock, when, when they will see in future what the, what the beautiful society of equality and social justice means in practice, Obviously, they will revolt. They, 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 will, uh, they, they will be very unhappy, frustrated people. And the Marxist-Leninist regime does not tolerate these people. Uh, they, obviously, they will join the links of dissenters, mm. dissidents. Yes. Uh, unlike in present United States, there will be no place for dissent in, in future Marxist-Leninist America. Uh, here, you can, you can get... Uh, popular like uh, Daniel Ellsberg and filthy rich like Jane Fonda for being dissident, for criticizing your Pentagon. In future, these people will be simply squashed like cockroaches. Nobody is going to pay them nothing for their beautiful, noble ideas of equality. This they don't understand, and uh, it will be greatest shock for them, of course. The demoralization process in the United States is basically completed already. 
for the last 20... This was in 1984. He says the demoralization process has already been completed. Yes. Actually, it's overfulfilled because demoralization now reaches such areas where previously not even Comrade Andropov and, and all his experts would, would even dream of such a tremendous success. Most of it is done by Americans to Americans, thanks to lack of moral standards. As I mentioned before, uh, exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who was demoralized... So, exposure to truth, when you're in this category of being demoralized, it doesn't matter what you show them. Now, is, I'm sure that resonates and rings true with a lot of my listeners where you try to tell people things and it doesn't matter what you show them. They don't care. Don't confuse them with the facts. Their mind is made up. That is, That was the norm he was saying in 84. So you can imagine how much worse it is now. I mean, so this is where we're at, unfortunately. He's unable to assess true information. The facts tell nothing to him. Uh, even if I shower him with information, with, with authentic proof, with documents, with pictures, even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him concentration camp, he will refuse to believe it until he, he is going to receive a kick in, the, in his fat bottom. When a military boot crashes his balls, then he will understand, but not before that. That's the tragic of the situation of demoralization. So basically, America is stuck with, with demoralization. And unless, even if, if you start right now, here, this minute, you start educating new generation of Americans, it will still take you 15 to 20 years to turn... And the they've done the exact opposite of that. I mean, Common Core has taken it to a whole other horrific level. The university system is... is I'm, way worse now than it ever was in 1984 so they're very far down this this trail and what he's saying is there's no real reversing it and see i don't see any bible for it being reversed either and i don't want to be johnny raincloud but you know god always does preserve a remnant though um and we are on the winning team we know how the book ends but this is this is all part of this plan leading us up to bringing us into the New World Order under Antichrist and False Prophet. Tide of, uh, of ideological perception of reality uh, back to normal, no, normalcy and, and uh, patriotism. The next stage is destabilization. This time, subverter does not care about your ideas and the patterns of your consumption. Whether you eat junk food and get fat and flabby, it doesn't matter anymore. This time, and it takes only from two to five years to destabilize a nation, uh, it's, what, what matters is essentials, economy, foreign relations, defense systems. Uh, and you Isn't that all the things that we were talking about today that are being destabilized in this country? Everything that he just mentioned is being destabilized in primarily under Trump's watch. So, anyway. See it quite clearly that in some areas, uh, in such sensitive areas as, as uh, defense and economy, uh, the uh, influence of Marxist-Leninist ideas in the United States is absolutely fantastic. I, I could never believe it 14 years ago when I landed uh, in this part of the world that the process will go that fast. 
the next stage, of course, is crisis. It, it, it may take only up to six weeks to, to bring a country to the verge of crisis. You can see it in, in Central America now. And after crisis, with a violent change of, of power, structure, and economy, you have so-called the period of normalization. It may last indefinitely. Normalization is a cynical expression borrowed from Soviet propaganda. When the Soviet tanks moved into Czechoslovakia in 68, mm -hmm. Comrade Brezhnev said, now the situation in brotherly Czechoslovakia is normalized. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow... So we haven't got there yet. We don't have tanks on our streets yet. But what brought us into that? Well, the other things he mentioned, and then um, the step three, you know, the destabilization, and then the conflict. And again, <laughs> the conflict. Is that what we're looking at here with China, with Iran, with what's going on in the Middle East? Is that, what, is that conflict going to be World War III? Well, it would seem to be the most likely scenario that would bring us then into normalization, meaning having UN peacekeepers on our streets in tanks and these, and that's the normalization. That's the new norm. That's what I've been warning about. Everything that we've been talking about in this ministry since really 2006, we're, we're, we're getting to that point now where we could be right on the cusp of that. And if it doesn't happen in the next couple months, it's gonna happen one way or another, unless God intervenes. And again, we have to look at what the Bible says, and, and the Bible's pretty clear that it's going to get worse. We're going to have a one-world government under Antichrist and false prophet and these types of things. So uh, we could be right on the cusp of a lot of things here, is the whole point. Schmucks, to bring the country to crisis, to promise people all kind of goodies and the paradise on earth, uh, to, to destabilize your uh, economy, to eliminate the principle of free market competition and to put a big brother government in Washington, D.C. with the benevolent dictators like Walter Mondale who will promise lots of things, never mind whether the promises are fulfillable or not. He will go to Moscow to kiss the bottoms of, of new generation of Soviet assassins, never mind. He will create false illusions that the uh, situation is under control. Situation is not under control. Situation is disgustingly out of control. Most of the American politicians, media, and educational system trains another generation of people who think they are living at a peacetime. False. United States is in a state of war, undeclared total war against the basic principles and the foundations of, of this system. And, and the initiator of this war is not Comrade Andropov, of course. Uh, it's, it's the system. However ridiculous it may sound, the world communist system or the world communist conspiracy, whether I scare some people or not, I don't give a hoot. Uh, if, if you are not scared by now, nothing can scare you. But you don't have to be paranoid about it. What, what actually happens now, that unlike myself, you have literally several years to live on unless the United States wake up. The, the time bomb is ticking with every second. The disaster is coming closer and closer. Unlike myself, you will have nowhere to defect to unless you want to live in Antarctica with penguins. Right. This is it. This is the last country of freedom right. and, and possibility. Okay, so what do we... And, and again, I've had a lot of listeners ask, where do we go? Where do we... And a lot of 
people in alternative you need to flee to here oh yeah like that's that's cheap most people have you know an extra hundred grand sitting around or or whatever it costs or become citizens of other countries or things of this nature i mean it, it's expensive it's not cheap and it's you're going to a country where you may be despised as an american uh because of a lot of the atrocities that our own government has committed in other areas of the earth i mean so many other areas are destabilized and you know you're going to stick out like a sore thumb so unless god is actually leading you to another country i don't advise people to go because what he said is true this is the last one of the last places on earth you know um again this america is not our hope though the lord jesus christ is our hope and regarding this if if you're having any doubts about that the best advice i can give you is to pray and fast about that specific situation for your specific life and the life of your family because i don't i i'm not gonna um get over here and tell oh, you need to go to jamaica or, or or some other no i'm not gonna do that because if you make a move like that and it's a bad move then you know your blood's on my hands but if i tell you to pray and fast about something i know i'm giving you good advice i'm, I'm not steering you in the wrong direction do what is your recommendation to the american people well uh the the um the immediate thing that comes to my mind is of course there must be a very strong national effort to educate people in 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 the spirit of real patriotism number one number two. well uh, and again that's kind of what this ministry has been dedicated to i'm contending for truth i'm trying to give you the truth so that you can you know help yourself help others help your family help those around you and this deprogramming all of the lies that have been perpetuated on humanity and are perpetuated i'm trying to constantly push back and i'm not the only one but that's the thrust of this ministry to to explain them the real danger of socialist communist whatever welfare state big brother government if people will fail to grasp the impending danger of that development nothing ever can help united states you may kiss goodbye to your freedom including freedoms to, to homosexuals to prison inmate all this freedom will vanish evaporating in five seconds including your precious lives um, the second thing i the moment at least part of united states population is convinced that the danger is real they have to force their government and i'm not talking about sending letters signing petitions and all this beautiful noble activity i'm talking about forcing united states government to stop aiding communism my name is robert sepper i'm an anthropologist please check out some of my published work so we we have that i'm way way over on time for this um this part so god bless you and we will see you in part two Scott Johnson's 1,000 plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H.com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. 
you can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359 Highway 70 Southeast, number 321, Hickory, NC, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.